I just found out about this great band called Weezer. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No, can you please tell me yeah. more about them? So they have, I don't know, like 10 at least just great albums. I think they all went number one. Best band of all time, I think, in my opinion. You know, I'm, I, you know, they like, also have the shitty cover album, though. I fucking hate them. You know, I don't listen to the radio, so I don't know what's popular. So I'm just, yeah. I'm just trusting you, man. They sound check like them a, out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to check them out. I've never, I've never heard of them before. Do you, uh, do you watch uh, Rick and Morty? I do. Uh, I haven't seen the newest season. I know that just came out, but, uh, we were doing a mic check a second ago and you sounded exactly like Mr. Pee Pee Butthole. And I was just like, you know what? Let's just bring the pee pee butthole energy to this. I don't know that's if that's a compliment or... He's a funny character for only he being is, in but... one episode. <laughs> but, hey, welcome guys to Riffs on Tap. This is episode number, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine, four, three, two, one. I don't know. Mr. Oh, sorry. Is it Mr. It's uh, Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo. Sorry. It might be. I don't know all the recording characters. Uh, but I'm your host, Alejandro, joined once again by my lovely co-host... Riley, yo, Riley, how's your week going? Or I guess Mr. Pee Pee Poo Poo, whatever the fuck it was. I thought it was Mr. Pee Pee Butthole, but yeah. <laughs> I don't. Rick and Morty does this great thing of like introducing singular characters and being like, "Wow, what a funny character! I can't wait to see more episodes with him." And they never come back ever no. again. That's probably for. That's a good thing, though. I guess. I agree. Like, I felt like the the Mr. Meeseeks episode was yeah. super, super funny. Mm-hmm. Um, a very, a very creative. Um, ep- every episode creative. <laughs> I can't remember the names of the guys who started that show, but they are taking over the Dan Harmon the comedy, and Justin Roiland. Yeah, they are taking over the animated comedy world. They, I think, the thing that the show started off with was the fact that they. Just gave no fucks. Yeah. They literally were just like, we, Cartoon Network says we got to do this and we got to do this and that and whatever. They're just like, hey, they just like, look at the rule book. Look, the rules. Yeah, fuck those rules. And they just made a show just talking about whatever the fuck they want. And it's been wonderful. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Mr. Meeseeks, I don't know. The idea of the character of, of having a character whose whole purpose in life is to just solve one problem genius and the fact that you can spawn infinite amounts of them mm-hmm. fucking brilliant and then they start spawning each other to try to help with problems mr meeseeks and... yeah get it wrong mr meeseeks here yeah. we need you help figure out how to shave two strikes off of um <laughs> off of his golf game fuck i forgot that name <laughs> um yeah mr meeseeks great character i don't think he ever comes back in another episode i think one more episode he comes back in um, but yeah, season five just started and, uh, they put the first full episode out on YouTube and, uh, I want to watch it, but I think I'll just wait till the full thing's yeah. out. I haven't heard too much on, um, on Twitter about it yet, but, uh, Hey, look, we have a new beer today. Uh, we're, we have a brewery that we actually haven't tried before. Uh, St. Arnold in this beautiful, colorful can. We have the St. Arnold it says award-winning summer pills. I like. I mean, it's a pride design. I think so. Noah, there's one for you. <laughs> hey. Ooh, let's uh, let's crack this open. I'm very curious. Um, I don't know. It just says crisp and refreshing. So I'm gonna. Sh- let's see. What, let's see what we got here. I feel like we can't all drink at the same time. Then it's awkward silence. So I'm gonna fill that awkward silence. We're talking really fast. Wow. How was it? 
you know, the can doesn't lie. It is crisp and refreshing. Um, it's good beer. I like it. It's solid. That'd be a good river beer. Very light. I think so, and I think I think that's kind of the goal for a lot of these brewers is when they have their like summer variations, yeah. um, light, crisp, and just like especially easy in drink. the summer, you can get fucking hundred and twenty degrees. Dude, you know what's great to do when it's summertime and hot in Texas? Kill yourself. Go into the water. <laughs> <laughs> Both very valid options. Exactly. One you can only do once, or it's. Yeah, float in the river. Yeah, exactly. You can only do that once. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's hot in Texas. It's it. We're we're officially in summer now. I believe. I feel. I think we're officially in summer now that it's past June twenty first. I mean, the heat's officially there. So oh, it's been here. Um, yeah, uh, they're definitely not in the playoffs. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, this past weekend, we finally got a chance to take advantage of the. Some may call it wonderful weather. I would just say the hot weather. Yeah, uh, we got to go float the river. Uh, the 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 crew the crew floats the river, and um, it riffs, riffs on, on river. river. It it was exciting. I don't know. Uh, what you guys? What you guys think? I didn't even drink, so I don't, it wasn't that fun. Riley was hammered that day. I got that out there. I got fucked up. And I was warned not to by my future brother-in-law, uh, but I was like, yeah, fuck off. <laughs> but I, I was like, no, I'm not going to drink that much. Like I, you know, and then I did and then fuck passed the fuck out. Oh man, it was, it was a long day. So we originally set out to be, Hey, we have this concert on Saturday. Do you guys want to do something during the daytime? And I was like, okay, well, why don't we go try the river? Or maybe we'll go to a brewery or something. And the river ended up being the winning choice. So we went up to a spot I like to go to, took the guys out there, and man, was it an adventure. It was so fun. It was not even that hot of a day either. I think it was a solid like, 86 degree day. It, the weather was wonderful because yeah. I, I have a, like a light bit of sunburn, but honestly, it wasn't that bad. It, I, I've had days out there where like you just get absolutely wrecked by oh, yeah. the sun. I don't <laughs> want to see your thigh, Noah. <laughs> don't ever do that again. <laughs> but um, amending the podcast. <laughs> But overall, it, it was a lot of fun, barring my flip that I had in there in the rocks. That fucking sucked. Almost lost your leg. Almost, yeah. Lost my leg. Almost smashed my head just straight open on that rock. Missed it by <laughs> centimeters. But well, we lost something even more important that day. We did. My Dignity? Oh. We, <laughs> well, we did. We, some of us lost that later in the night. <laughs> um, but <laughs> we, uh, we were over three on vapes. Um, we brought three vapes into the river. The river claimed all three. <laughs> the river is an addict. <laughs> uh, never, as a reminder, never fight Mother Nature. Mother no. Nature will always win. Um, but all right, it was tons of fun. It was like the, I feel like it was the perfect amount of time too. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. About three hours. Yeah, it was about three hours for our float. Yeah, it, 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 you you were asleep for you had a little power it was nap. maybe like thirty minutes. You had a little power nap wasn't that there. long. Freaking Brock kept on telling me you were gone for like an hour thirty. Yeah. It felt like that because we were all <laughs> fucked up and just chilling on the river. Like legit, it was like I felt like it was only thirty minutes before we got to the end. Yeah. 
we met a lot of people from there yeah. from when you were passed out. Yeah, we it was I normally uh, I'm not the most sociable person in the world, but having Riley and, and Brock being very sociable people uh, conversed a lot with a lot of different people out there. And uh, it made it a lot a lot better experience, honestly. Riley's only sociable when he has alcohol in his body. Yeah. Normally <laughs> he's a recluse. I had a little bit in. You had, you had like half a beer, right? I like to drink and have a good time, you know? I, think, uh, I like to drink and then hit my vape a lot, then pass out. <laughs> but the River of Sons of Fun were, you know, we, we definitely, something we'll definitely do again. But following that, we uh, we, went, we went straight to the concert and uh, got to see our boy Charlie Crockett. Oh, yeah. That was an exciting he, he concert. He was fucking awesome. He sounded great. The band was, the opening band was, was really, really good. Yep. Um, man, the trumpet player for Charlie Crockett went ham. The trumpet slash piano player? The pianist? Yeah. Oh, uh, dude. He went the fuck off. Yeah. And, there's not a ton of trumpet in a lot of Charlie's songs, but the songs that he was in stole the show. He, he was so good. Even the guitarist was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really good bluesy guy. Only thing I wish is that all of that Rocky era was GA like it usually is, because then everyone would have been on their feet having fun, but well, overall the, it was still a fantastic concert. Yeah, I, I definitely wasn't the, the biggest fan of the setup, but I understand... At the time, it was um, they were selling tickets for a reduced capacity COVID level type of concert. Um, But even then, like they really did not sell that many tickets because we so we were in GA and the way that the uh, the arena was set up was you have a stage and the whole middle section of the crowd, which is normally set aside for for general admission, was barricaded off and was tables. Yeah. So people bought tables and it seats four to a table, and not even every table was taken. Mm-hmm. I, I I guess it's just kind of expensive to get one of those tables, and so every area behind that, we're literally maybe 20, 30 feet from the bar, the ba- what's considered the back of the arena, um, was what's left over for GA, and even then that area wasn't full. Mm-mm. Like, which I'm surprised because, like, Charlie Crockett is a big player in Texas country right now. It's a yeah, so, it was a socially distanced concert, yeah, yeah, because it was sold out, yeah. It, the GA was sold out, and yet it was so thin, open and thin that I, we, all of us could easily sit there right up close, as close as we can get, yeah. walk to the bar, and come back, and our spot was still there. Like, there, there's no fighting for spots or anything. Mm-hmm. That was the one nice thing of just being like on on like ten feet from the bar. Yeah, it was a nice thing and also a shitty thing for my wallet. Man, I so I I normally am not a drinker at concerts. Um, One being I I go by myself typically for most parts, and so I have to drive home. And two being money, seven dollars for a Coors Light. Yeah, it's expensive. It gets it gets real expensive real fast. And that was literally the best they had. Coors Light and Coors Banquet. There's yep. pretty much nothing That's else. All they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's so. pretty much nothing in, in terms of beer. I'm surprised there was no Shiner there. Yeah. Well, I think I think that stadium might be sponsored by Coors, if I remember correctly. They are. But yeah. Fuck which, off. which I totally understand. Having yeah, Coors is your sponsor, whatever you're gonna have Coors mm-hmm. there, but like. Give me options, please. Give yeah. me options. Like we're drinking Coors on the River just because we want something light mm-hmm. that wouldn't destroy us. 
Um, but I, at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I'm kind of sick of this beer. Yeah, I'm coursed out for a while. Yeah. Um, we need to find it. We need to find a new light beer. Just rotate through like a list of light beers and be like, all right, this is what we're doing this week. There's not a lot of great light beers though. <sighs> yeah, I I'm like, not gonna. I'm never. I'm not gonna go to Bud Light. Fuck that. Oh no, fuck that. But like Dos Equis no. is also on the 4.2 scale. Yeah, Michelob. If you want to drink Michelob, if you're, I don't know um, why you would want a Michelob, but I, don't know. I appreciate the thin cans. I, I do like the design of the thin cans. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, we need to mix it up or something as our, our go-to beer. I don't know, as a Miller Lite guy. Fucking pussy. Yo, Miller Lite's a title sponsor for ACL. Yeah. So, they have a whole fucking stage at the Miller Lite stage. Yeah, well, the Cowboys are sponsored by fucking Bud Light. I don't know. That doesn't make them a good beer. They're sponsored by Miller Lite. Oh. Yeah. Didn't it used to be Bud Light? No. For a while, I think it was Bud Light. I guarantee it. I feel like it's always been Miller Lite. No, I think it was Bud Light for a while. Either way. That's why you always see Cowboys fans drinking fucking Bud Light. No, that's just Cowboys fans. That's just how it is. That's what they can afford. It's the go-to beer of tailgating. I feel like everything's sponsored by fucking Bud Light now, though. I don't know. I Okay, what... Okay. In your opinion, what do you think is, the, is like, the most... Like, the the brand, the, the beer that's putting out the most money in terms of sponsorships and advertising? Bud Light, for sure. Yeah. No, look that up. What beer spends the most money on and ad, ads? Yeah, yeah, and 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 honestly, the it's funny because it's not even just like they're running the same commercial. They're running a variety of commercials. They like depending if you're watching golf, they'll have a golf version of the Bud Light ad. Yeah. If you're watching football, they have the full version of Bud Light ad. Bud Light does put out quite a bit of money, which Bud Light is owned Especially by Anheuser Busch. Like, they they sponsor so many huge. Events and stuff. Yeah. yeah, so Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, um, which is, that's Bud Light's in that. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, so Coors and Miller are owned by the same company. Fuck off! What is that? Coors is still a better beer. It's it's like, it's a common thing of like, people are like, oh, Sam's is so great, and they'll yeah. shit on Walmart. I'm like, that's the same brand, guys. Yeah. Sam's and Walmart are owned the same by the same company. Um, it's always funny when you find someone who will shit on a company, but then like another company that's literally the same. But it, but with the beer, it's not the same because it's a completely different beer. You're you're right. It's different products. It's like lighting. It's like enjoying. Um, I'm gonna use a golf reference here. It's like enjoying the Titleist Pro V1 over the Pro V1X. Yeah. Um, it's like it's the same it, goddamn ball. It's the same fucking ball. I think that's my my biggest pet peeve in the golf world is. People who are like, oh, I got to have like the nicest clubs and the nicest ball and this and that. And I was like, unless you're a professional, it doesn't make any difference. Exactly. And that's what people don't understand. Like you're literally wasting money. Yeah. Um, that's why like for me, like I'm an amateur golfer. I play with the fucking shitty golf balls, mm-hmm. average golf clubs, and I don't, you know, burn my wallet by doing it. Um, I think the most I've spent on club, I bought a new driver and a three wood and I think Combined, it was five hundred. That's other than that. I think the next most is three hundred for a set of irons. That's pretty good. Yeah, I remember back uh, when I was in high school and getting my like first pair of like real set of clubs. And man, go- golf you can you can really go entry level and yeah. just get out there. But man, can you spend a pretty penny on some golf clubs? Oh, yeah. They are not afraid um, to take your money. 
Um, what's it called? Uh, I just watched a video about Callaway, and uh, Callaway is a, is a for those who don't know is one of the one of the major golf brands um, in in the golf industry, and I'd say one of the top three. Yeah, definitely. Uh, like Taylor made Titleist and Callaway. Yeah, definitely consider those the top three golf brands, and how Callaway is is really increased their revenue and uh, as well as even their their stock prices just simply on expanding and just making things affordable and available mm-hmm. to people. They have really pushed um, how to get their clubs in people's hands. And one of their big things is, did you see who they partnered with last year? No. They partnered with Top Golf. Okay. So every time you go to a Top Golf, you're playing Callaway clubs. Callaway balls, Callaway clubs, yeah. everything. And I think it's such a smart move for them because, you know, it, it, I, I equate Top Golf to bowling. Uh, everyone can go bowling. Everyone's been bowling at least once and go, oh, yeah, I get the concept. You roll the ball down and, and you know, knock down the pins. Top Golf is the bowling version of golf. Yeah. Where it's anyone can just show up. You don't need golf clubs or anything. You just, you know. Out there playing the fun games or whatever and stuff. I wish it was cheaper. Yeah, that's, that's the, only the thing. one thing. Because like you can go on days where that it has to be like during the day when it's like twenty five bucks for a bay or whatever. But yeah, it, it's one of those things. And also because they limit the amount of people to, I think you have like six people. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where because you pay for the like the bay itself and not like um, per person. Yeah. It it. it definitely benefits you to bring a full six people and split the total mm-hmm. and play for like two hours or whatever and divide it over six people but yeah it, it's expensive but it's a uh, i do appreciate that it's a uh, an easy outlet for people to go oh, you know i just want to hit some golf balls and um i'm happy with that i love it i love that it's it's making it a little bit more accessible uh to people hey i guess we should talk about our homework huh yeah we can hop into our homework yeah. um that's a good time do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go first. I think I okay. went first last week. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. I feel, I feel like I always go second. But either way. Wait. Oh, no, I, always, I feel like I always go first. Never mind. I always <laughs> go first. So my, my homework was uh, Hotel California uh, by the Eagles. It was a fantastic album. It was so good. And I really get what you were saying about the whole edition of Joe Walsh giving that more of a rock element to yeah. it. Um, Hotel California, if you've never listened to the song itself, it's such a wonderful piece of music. Um, it's kind of, I put it up there with like Bohemian Rhapsody for like just generational song. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's, it's such a wonderful track. The album as a whole, um, was it Life in the Fast Lane was the other big single yeah. off of that one. Um, uh, fantastic song. I actually honestly had never heard it before. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was listening to it and I was like, Ooh, this song's really, really good. And I was like, oh, Life in the Fast Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a couple other songs that felt very, like, I don't know, grandiose in it. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull up the, the track listing. But um, overall, I really, really enjoyed the album. I thought it was super fun. Um, it was very, it wasn't as rock as I expected um, at times. But overall, I really, really enjoyed it. I think it was, I think it was wasted time or victim of love. 
it felt very grandiose and spacey and atmospheric. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the album, and I'm sad that I haven't been listening to the yeah. Eagles more. Oh, I love them. But one thing, like I, I want to see them, but I also heard their concerts are boring now because they make mm-hmm. people sit down and shit. So. Yeah, it's understandable. They're they're an older band. Well, still, I mean, it's just not affecting them. Well, they're if old too. Up, oh, the people. They're they're old yeah. themselves. The people who are their main like you following know, following are older. Um, they just uh, they're not going still, as ham for them. I would love to go ham with some eighty year olds. <laughs> Dude, come to an eighties concert with me. I have, mm-hmm. I have, I have literally a huge list of concerts for next year, of uh, just straight eighties bands. And fucking them old people go, they get down. Let's go see the Doors <laughs> or Queen original lineup. Oh my god! Uh, All right, yeah. what you got? So I had nineteen eighty four Van Halen. I mean, I've heard. I think the only three songs I heard from the album before were Jump, Panama, and Hopper Teacher. Yeah. Great album. I mean, uh, Eddie Van Halen, one of the greatest guitarists of all time. Yep. Just, you you know when it's a Van Halen song when you hear the fucking guitar. Daddy Long Legs, great song. Yeah. Uh, or, what? No, that's not what it's called. Yeah, Drop Dead Legs. Same yeah. fucking thing. Sorry, I saw a nest of Daddy Long Legs today. <laughs> Those things are fucking... There's like a thousand of them in a fucking... Dude, they're disgusting. Yeah. Anyways, no. Van Halen, one of the greatest rock bands of all time. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't listen to them, kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. PSA, <laughs> don't ever kill yourself if I say to. <laughs> it's a test. Um, yo, so I learned recently... Um, that uh, we're just gonna yeah. ignore the die long legs on over on the screen over there, and I'm just gonna get dude, back to my point. They're at fucking work all the goddamn time, or where you work. Yeah, in they that in that tunnel they're gone now. Oh, they are. I don't know why they're gone, but they're all of a sudden they're gone now. No, we, there, used, uh, there used to be like fucking ten or twenty. I don't know what you call them, nests or whatever. Yeah, where I work at, we have this tunnel. It's that it's always dark and you know well protected from the the weather from the rain and everything so that we'd have these large large like nests of daddy long legs and they were just yeah you just look up and it's just black and you're just like what is that and you look you get a little closer and be oh my god that's like hundreds of daddy long legs there but i honestly haven't seen them because i i always look and check you know because i i hate spiders um i haven't seen them for a while um but Sorry, um, we got off topic, huh? Yeah, back back on topic. Eddie Van Halen. Okay, so I was. It actually goes back to that same day we we're outside listening to music with my grandma. We were just going through a whole bunch of music, and there's actually a track that Eddie Van Halen is uncredited for. That I was so surprised, and on re-listening, I was like, "Oh yeah, that is Eddie Van Halen." Michael Jackson beat it. The guitar solo in that song, which it may be hard to picture uh, or to, to listen here in your head. Yeah. Uh, I see you're like kind of searching for it. Um, go listen to Beat It when you give a chance. And the guitar solo in there on a second listen or knowing it's Eddie Van Halen, you go, oh, yeah, no wonder it sounds, you know, good. so good and like so different. And Why is he uncredited? He's so apparently I guess the story goes is uh, so I was reading 
reading this thing on Apple Music about how he, Eddie Van Halen, was at a music store and these kids were listening to Beat It was playing over the intercom or whatever. And the kids would go, man, I can't believe this Michael Jackson, like trying to be this Eddie Van Halen wannabe over here. <laughs> and Eddie goes over to the kids like, actually, that is me. Yeah. Uh, and the kids are all shocked about that. Apparently, I guess Eddie and Michael Jackson just kind of linked up and... He literally, the, the story goes, depending on how he tells it, of uh, he was uh, paid with a case of beer. <laughs> he literally was like, I guess, which is asked, like, hey, can you just, you know, a riff or whatever for this? And he was like, oh, fuck, sure. And he fucking did it, recorded it, and was like, oh, man, done. And he wasn't looking to make money off of it or anything. He was just like, hey, cool, here you go. You know, um, I never it's a knew that. Move right there. That's so yeah. baller. It's one of the biggest songs of all time. Exactly. You just like, yeah. <laughs> want a six pack. <laughs> that just, oh man, that it's so, I'm not sure how familiar you are with uh, Eddie Van Halen and his brother, but um, they're both classically trained yeah. uh, pianists. They, they both learned piano and they're super, super well-versed in classical music. And so a lot of their stuff isn't coming out of nowhere. It's coming from a lot of their training as musicians of learning the piano and learning certain chord progressions and such. And that's yeah. why it's them taking that edgy approach to the guitar and the drums of where they can kind of show themselves. Um, but yeah, they're, they're just so, ta- they're so talented. Yeah. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, man. Oh, man. Very, it was it was a really really sad day when I when hearing that news, oh. but uh, overall yeah, if you've never listened to, to Van Halen, please go go give him a listen. You know, even go listen to Van Halen, go listen to the Eagles. Yeah, there's two there's great rock bands, such great rock music out there that uh, that definitely gets overlooked, especially as as um, we're moving further and further away from the seventies and eighties. Oh yeah. Um, I know a lot of people my age, um, growing up, you can, you know, say a band from the 80s and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I've heard mm-hmm. about that. My parents listened to that. And nowadays, it's, I feel like less and less the, the younger generation is like the well, 80s. Especially because, like, there's no, like, there's very few true rock bands nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like, the only one that comes to mind is Foo Fighters. Yeah. And that's not, like, I mean, 2000s grunge rock. So, what are we talking about? My favorite rock band is Coldplay. Yeah. You know, won a Grammy for best rock album, so they must That's be a rock band. Fucking ridiculous. That that year, I love Coldplay, but like they're not rock at all. That year when they won for best rock album, I was like, it was for um, Viva La Viva or Viva La Vida. Um, that's definitely not a rock album. That's not a rock album. Yeah. Oh, it pissed me. Like, I, yeah, I agree. I love Coldplay. I grew up on Coldplay. Yellow is one of the best songs of all time. Yeah. They're pop, though. But they're pop. Like, very far into their They're alternative. Pop yeah. But uh, when they got the Grammy for Best Rock Album, it, did, it felt like a slap in the face for actual rock bands. Mm-hmm. Similar, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Um, when Kanye lost the best rap album for uh my dark twisted fantasy to macklemore does macklemore i I don't know you have to think of the commercial success that macklemore's album had yes it was probably the biggest rap album of that year 
he had two tracks off of there, which was two of the biggest tracks yep. on the radio. Which I think is why he won. Not wasn't necessarily the best album, but it was definitely the most commercially successful album. And I agree with and that. And that's what the Grammys is now. It's commercial success. Yeah. You won't see any like indie artists get nominated for that shit. And that's I think that's my biggest thing about the Grammys is that I always I always equate Grammys as like that's like a status symbol of like you yeah. have X amount of Grammys or whatever. But you're right. The Grammys is moving in a direction. I think a lot of a lot of those awards shows are just becoming popularity contests, and if you don't win one, then that's probably a good thing. Yeah, because I feel like they're you know Kanye's been stiffed multiple times by people that I feel like, bro, no, like that's like that's an album that's not even shouldn't even be in the category, and and it just yeah, like I love Billie Eilish, but she absolutely cleaned up. Yeah, uh, two years ago at the Grammys, um, because she is she was the most popular thing in music, mm-hmm. so it was understandable that she'd clean up and beat over people like Lana Del Rey and some of the other artists who spent years developing a really, really, you know, artistic album. And I, I have a huge uh, fuck the CMAs, Country Music Awards. That's all bullshit. There's no real country coming out of Nashville unless your name is Chris Stapleton. <laughs> they, they will never are uh nominated texas artist for anything even i mean there's been some huge cody johnson i think is the first like texas artist that's gotten nominated for a grammy and he got nominated for best up-and-coming artist uh he his first album came out i think in 2008 <laughs> so to call someone who's been in the business for 12 years an up-and-comer go fuck yourself the Grammys have the same problem of best new artist and Lizzo was on there a couple years ago and I was like she has three albums out and there was one year Chance was on there too and I was like Chance the has been out for so long yeah. you can't just decide oh well they got popular this year so we're, we're gonna go ahead and include them look look I like Lizzo I think her music's very entertaining I may not like her personally for all the stuff she does outside of music yeah but the fact that she had an album that was nominated for best album of the year for I believe it was for the year of 2019, but her album came out in 2018. I was like, "You're you just you're not even, you shouldn't even count. Yeah, your your album's too old to be considered." I get it got popular the following year, but it just it no, you missed the missed the mark. I'm sorry, but like. To, we're not going to go backwards in time just to you know include you um i don't know i just yeah the best new artist category in every award show should only be for actual new artists that are upcoming and should spotlight new artists rather than well this artist got popular yeah. this year so we'll go ahead and add. i'm like the baby and stuff i'm like love the baby he should not be on any best new artists no um, just because it got popular last year, um, but yeah, music music award shows can can be a little BS. At I times. think just award shows in general. I know Ricky, Ricky long... Gervais said it best when he was hosting the Emmys. You know, all those people just get on stage and you know say their bullshit for an hour, and uh, before the award show, he said, "Just get up here, thank your God, thank your family, and fuck <laughs> off." <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a really good way yeah. to put it. Um, oh man, I lost my train of thought there. I was going to say something else about award shows. Um, but yeah, award shows have, have gone in a in a really weirder. Oh no, it was about Leo. That's right. How long did it take Leonardo DiCaprio to get an Oscar? An too Oscar? fucking long. Too long, and it felt like he was given a pity Oscar too. Yeah. It was for a role. I mean, it was, was a, it was a great movie, The Revenant, but it it definitely wasn't his best movie. Exactly, he should have got it for Titanic. Titanic. He could have gotten it for Wolf of Wall Street. He could have gotten supporting actor at least for fucking um, God damn, uh, Django. Yeah, Django. He played was great. Uh, he has played a thousand different characters that he should have won. Shutter yeah. Island. Oh, great man. Movie. Shutter Island is so good, and I feel like it's it's very underrated. People talk about like suspense and horror movies, and no one ever mentioned Shutter Island. I'm not a horror fan at all by any stretch of the imagination, but I saw Shutter Island in theaters, and it's such a fantastic movie. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, these award shows are, are very much popularity contests. Yeah. And, uh, Which doesn't make sense, because why wouldn't he win... <laughs> He was the most popular guy in Hollywood. That's what I mean. Has he, been for the last twenty years. He had to fucking like say some shit to the 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 Academy or whatever to fucking. They just like you know what? we're just gonna put you on the blacklist. Yeah, we're never gonna give you um, an award. But I'm happy he finally has one, so we can just move on from it. But yeah, it's it's one of those things where I feel like, come on, man, like help a brother out, give him one. All right, I want to shift into sports for a second. Cause cool. We, we have something going on in the MLB that needs to be fucking talked about. I I, I, have, I have an idea of where you're going with this on this the one. The fucking substance check on pitchers oh my is God. goddamn yep. ridiculous. I don't know. It just ruined... They, the MLB the last, what, five years, they've been trying to reduce the length of the games. They want to get done with the games faster because that's... Where they figure they're losing a lot of fans is yep. they don't want to watch a five-hour baseball game. And they've been doing a great job of getting those down to two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. This fucking thing where now they have to check pitchers between each inning. Anytime a coach says, hey, check him for something. I think Max Serger got checked three a times. couple times. Yeah. Three times. Someone's at your door. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Is it a little ear rate for Noah? Yeah, it's uh, a really awkward silence. Yeah, you're um, gonna cut you that. cut this out. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna cut that out. I'm not cutting it Sorry. out. Sorry, I just had to say there was someone at the fucking door, just in case. Uh, and it, yeah, no, Max Scherzer, I think handled that great because he just uh, stared fucking Joe Girardi down after yeah. he did that, and Joe Girardi wanted to fight him for it. I think, bitch, he's tearing your team up, and you just checked him three <laughs> times for a sticky subject <laughs> substance. Yeah. I think and, I saw I saw one pitcher. He was coming out for the inning, and he literally undid his belt, pulled his pants down, and that was took Max Scherzer. Out. He literally was like, no, 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 someone me. else did it, but he actually pulled his pants down. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're not familiar with what's going on in baseball, uh, like Riley said, games are too long. It's the time between pitches is too fucking long, but at the same time. A lot of players are like, yo, these teams are cheating and that team cheating or whatever. And so they're at the point where a coach can literally just say, check them. 
And the umps have to go over, check to see if he's got no pine tar or any sticky substance. Because if you're not familiar, having a substance like pine tar or any sticky substances can increase the amount that you're able to put force on the ball and spin it. So you can get curveballs that are go, you know, spin more than they should or what. Yeah. And, and it all happened because I think three players this year got caught with a foreign substance in their glove. Yeah. And, and probably so, pine tar that's the most used, but uh, Vaseline. What's uh what's the commissioner's name? Is Rob Manfield? I think uh, his name is. some yes, yeah, some bullshit um, name. he he he's been trying to to find ways to not only make the game fair but also speed it up and it feels like every turn he makes is a wrong turn. He's just not uh, he's probably the worst. Well, him and Roger Goodell are the two worst commissioners in sports right now. Yeah, it just feels like the way that they're running the uh the MLB right now is just not in a good direction. No. Uh but yeah, it was just um it's just unnecessary. It, there needs to be rules in place. And I know the big discussion on Twitter about it was if a coach is going to have the ump stop play to check for a sticky substance and if they don't find anything, you got to lose a replay or something. It because, should act as a challenge. Yeah, it should act as a challenge just like it is in football. Yeah. Because you're literally disrupting the pitcher's flow. Yeah. The pitcher's, well, and that's why he did it because Max Scherzer was pitching a phenomenal game. I think that game, he, I think he only gave up three hits in one run. Exactly. In and so, so they weren't able to hit him. So he was trying to get him out of rhythm. Yeah. Joe Girardi literally was doing it intentionally to throw the game off for yeah. Max Scherzer. And so the one of the YouTube channels that, um, that I think you should check out is John Boy Media. He literally does his own commentary over clips like this. And I just watched his one over the Max Scherzer incident. And um, one, it's good insight to hear someone, a fan's perspective of yeah. the situation. In addition to, he's pretty funny. Like, I don't know if you saw the Joey Votto situation a couple of days ago mm-hmm. where he got thrown out in the first inning. <laughs> uh, so Joey Votto goes up to bat, whatever. Um, he he does a he, he he attempts to swing, check swing, yeah, check swing, and uh, third base ump goes, "Now nah, you went that strike three, you're out." And Joey goes, starts looks over at the the third base ump and goes, "You're wrong, like I didn't swing." And he starts getting into it, and the umpire just he just says, "Fuck it, whatever. I'm gonna toss you." So they get into whole incident. Uh, the manager comes out. They're getting into it, whatever. Joey finally fucking leaves. Even they have the whole big fucking ordeal about it. Then later in the game, uh, after everything finally calmed down over the situation, they're getting ready to start the game again. The umps go, "Nah, throw the manager out too." They throw the manager out late, at way after the fact. They're like, yeah, you're out here too. And literally John Boy, his whole thing is he's going through, he's he's just mouthing. He's he's reading lips basically yeah. and saying what they're saying because there's no audio out there. And just, it's bullshit. I feel like the umps, their their power and their situation is, I don't know. It just, it's in a, Baseball's in such a weird place. Yeah, I feel like for the last few years, there's just been like this dark cloud over baseball. And you've had yeah. all these cheating scandals and all these things come out about players. And I think, I mean, it seems like players are getting punished for being good now. Yeah. Just, there's just, it's just going in the wrong direction. I know. But I, I think with the umps and like just refs in general in sports have been so fucking bad for the last few years because there's no checks and balance systems with them. 
they get you'll get a fucking letter from the head of the referee or whatever the fuck saying oh yeah he missed this call or whatever this was the wrong call but what the fuck is that supposed to do that ref is going off scot-free he doesn't get penalized for making a shitty fucking call or throwing someone out that didn't deserve it yeah that there are some calls that are literally the difference of a baseball game yeah. the difference of a basketball game it's it, it matters it really does fucking matter and there there needs to be some type of like change i don't want to use the word reform uh it's a very strong word yeah. but like no i think there just needs to be refs need to be held accountable if they do something wrong then why don't they get fined if a player says something to a ref he gets fined or says something about the ref he gets fined yeah but if the player i mean there was a a ref that missed a call uh, it was a few years ago i think warriors won the playoffs is when katie was still on the warriors you know loyal guy <laughs> but he he was out of bounds by about five fucking feet and knocked the ball back in bounds and the ref was looking right at him he didn't call it like that's something that a ref should get fined for i don't know like if you miss something that obvious and they have the they get paid very good money we had instant replay guys yeah i i, I think uh you don't want to get reliant on technology but there are times where if it's available, go ahead and use it. Exactly. Um, I don't want any of this. Oh, it's the last two minutes of the game. You can't challenge something like that's. I mean, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. I hate refs. I was a ref for a little bit, and I hate. I hated myself for it. <laughs> I was like, I went to the dark side. I'm, I am Anakin. <laughs> it's a. Uh, Man, I can't imagine the pressure of being a ref, though. The, oh, there, there is a lot of pressure, yeah. The fact that a call you make can take away an accomplishment from mm-hmm. a player, a team. I always go back to um, that pitcher for, I think, of the White Sox. Galarraga, uh, no, for the Tigers. Tigers Armando yeah. Galarraga. Yeah, yeah, he lost his perfect game off of... A, a very, it was a close call, but it was very much a wrong call. Yeah. It it was uh it was like a shitty ball hit to the pitcher, pitcher runs over to step on first base and he's a little late, and the ump goes no he's safe and I was like bro yeah. na- like ninety nine point nine percent of the time the batter's out in the situation even if it was because it was bottom of the ninth with two outs that was the last out even if it is close. He's fucking out. They won the game. He just threw a perfect game. Like if you're, you have to understand the situation as a ref or an ump. Yeah. It just, it's literally like them trying to be devil's advocate in the mm-hmm. worst fucking way oh, yeah. possible. And you see that a lot, like these just power hungry refs who try to control the game and make the game about them versus it's people watch basketball for basketball. We don't watch it to see a thousand fouls called. Like I don't, I don't want to see a game where six players get fouled out like that's a bullshit fucking game i don't want to watch that i hate that commentators have to call it out being like you know i'm glad the refs are letting them play it out it's like yeah. no that's how it should be yeah we shouldn't have to be thankful that yeah. the refs are letting them play it out no fucking let them play the game sometimes mm-hmm. look sometimes sports can get a little rough at times and you don't have to call every little fucking thing i, um, I hate i hate that players can't even comment about the officiating in a game they get fined a lot of money for it they yeah get, i think they it's basically they lose their game check for that so like it 
what's the point in anything? What's yeah. the point in sports right now? Like you, like you said, there's no checks and balances. Yeah, I, I, yeah it's players have everything to lose and teams have everything to lose, mm-hmm. and refs have nothing to nothing. lose. You know, no, they just go to the next game, next exactly. city. But I don't know. Sports, sports are weird. Um, Noah, do you want to say something? Yeah, we do have a comment here from a producer. As you guys were talking about sports in general, not uh, not just baseball, but I do agree with like some of these refs do are like are very power hungry in a way with like how they ref games. Like you can go back to like let's say NBA, just because that's the sport I know the most. Like you see these games with like remember the Tim Duncan one with uh, I forgot was it Jack Joe? Crawford, Joey Crawford, yeah Joey Crawford, yeah he was Tim Duncan was literally laughing <laughs> on the bench after his first tech. And uh, the guy was just like, you know what? He's laughing at me. And he's just, yeah, like, threw him out. Threw him out. I'm just like, what the hell is that? For and sitting like, on the bench and laughing. And, but there's also times <laughs> where, like, even though, like, it is high-pressure situations that they have to be put through, some of these refs just don't know what they're doing, in my opinion. Like, um, like for example, as a Portland Trailblazers uh, fan, I'm not a big fan of refs just because, like, last uh, two years ago or last year, we had a game against the Jazz. Uh, the Blazers could have tied the game or even uh, what's called won the game if they did not uh, they did not call it goaltending and stuff like that. And then the, the thing is, they're like, nah, we uh, what's called even with all these replays, they still won't even check it out with the last two seconds on the line. So I just I'm not a big fan of refs in general, which I agree. Like when Riley became a ref, I was like, fuck this guy, I'm not his friend anymore. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, you don't get the mic anymore. <laughs> I was trying to help you out. Yeah. I was a good ref. Yeah, ref, refs are in a really weird place right now. Um, it's even um, even in, in the golf world, normally you don't ever think about refs in golf. But no, there the are times officials. where you do need to call a rules official. You're not – your ball's in a situation or you're in a situation just in general and you don't mm-hmm. know what to call – I feel like even in golf, players are not getting the benefit of the doubt anymore. No. Well, I think uh, I can't remember what tournament it was, but I think it was. I think it might have been John Rahm who's gotten fucked a lot these last. <laughs> yeah. Well, he won year. the U.S. Open. <laughs> thank God. Oh, yeah. thank God. Oh, so happy. But I want to say it was John Rahm. I might be wrong, but I, he put his club down behind the ball and didn't see it move. I mean, may maybe half a centimeter it moved and then he hit it and no one saw it he didn't notice it he chipped it chipped it in and uh i think it put him up a couple shots or something but uh they saw it after the fact they replayed it because some fan said something and he got a two-stroke penalty because the ball moved when he put his club behind it wasn't there a guy <laughs> did we talk about this one other week where um, this guy picked up the wrong ball or something. Yeah, so I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but so the situation that Noah is bringing up is there was a player just playing tournament, hits the ball into the water, no problem, takes his drop, plays it, plays out the hole, gets a score, whatever, plays the next three, four holes, plays the next five holes. Before he notices, hey, there's this weird dot on my ball. I don't remember making that mark on my ball. Yeah. Talks to his playing partner and goes, hey, y'all play this ball. Like, is there a dot on your ball? And they're like, no, like, we don't have that. And somehow he was like, wait a minute. I think this is like, like a different variation on his ball. And he looked in his bag and none of his other balls have this dot on it. 
so he calls over rules official and says, hey, this, you know, I, I'm playing this ball. It's got a daughter in it or whatever. Like, it's not my usual ball. Finds out it's, it is a variant of his ball. It's a, a, a lower spin variant. And they asked him, like, so you played with this ball the last five holes? And it's like, yeah. Uh, and he's like, well, you technically played an illegal ball. You're playing a ball that's not yours. Um, so we're gonna have to give you a two-stroke penalty for each hole that you played with the wrong ball. So it is a ten-stroke penalty. And so the player was trying to figure out, like, how the hell did this even happen? Like, this is the only ball like this. He accidentally picked up someone else's ball on yeah. the practice green, and uh, they were, I guess, he just picked it up and just didn't notice and put it in his bag and just happened to be the ball he grabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, un super super unfortunate situation, but um. Yeah, man. Rules in golf feel so backwards at times. Oh, it yeah. just they're getting well. That's better. a that's a that's a rule that should never be a thing. Like he, yeah, he played the wrong ball. So fucking what? It's it, a, yeah, fucking it wasn't intentional. Ball. Yeah, it wasn't intentional. It's not like he lost his ball somewhere and then played that out of the woods, thinking mm-hmm. it was his. Like it was, he pulled it out of his bag. He picked up the wrong ball. So what? Question: When it comes to golf, like. In, like, baseball, there's um, uh, cork bats, right? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Or, yeah. like, uh, foreign substances. Is there something in golf that could increase distance that's illegal within golf that, that there, so caught with? Uh, not in a, it's pretty easy to catch that. Like, there's certain balls and stuff that are illegal. There's uh, drivers that are illegal. It has to be a certain head size or shaft length. Oh, okay. uh, so there are certain things that are banned that will help a player like that. So the reason why the rule exists is because you, in theory, could play a different ball depending on the hole. Let's say you you know this hole you're going to have a wedge in and you need to spin the ball a lot. Play a high spin ball. But the following hole is a par five or something. You need to crush the ball. Switch out the ball. Play a long ball. But I don't see any problem with that. I never even knew there was different types of golf balls. Yeah. High spin, low spin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just crush the shell of this ball and it'll fly. Yeah. So, so most cheap golf balls you're going to find like a Walmart or whatever that you can buy like a hundred for twenty bucks are going to be their their hard golf balls. There's there's usually only like the outer cover and an inner core, and that's it. It's meant to be super hard so that you can just hit it. It goes far and that's it. It doesn't have any crazy spin on it or anything. And uh, cheap golf balls are meant to just try to travel as far as they can. What causes the ball to be like a low spin or high spin ball? Uh, the type of core they put in. Ah. Yeah. So because it it, it on one side or something? no or? it just if, when you hit the ball it uh, coils differently I guess so to speak. Ah. Oh yeah, because you are hitting at like mock speed, so like it will morph. Yeah. The ball I mean, if you bit. see like look up a video of someone hitting golf ball in slow motion it's crazy how much that thing compacts before it gets let go so yeah so think about a baseball if you've ever cut up on a baseball uh there's normally just one core in the inside and then the outer cover a golf ball can have multiple different layers to it just like the earth the earth has multiple layers inside of it and having multiple layers in there affects how the ball performs and um with how it travels and the spin rate and everything also the dimple 
construction on the outside. Ooh. So Titleist is uh, they're they're marketed as the number one ball in golf because the majority of golfers on the tour use a Titleist golf ball. Mm-hmm. Um, their I think it's a three hundred and ninety two dimple pattern is like in such an iconic dimple pattern that they've not changed their golf ball in years and years and years because they just perfected it and we're like that's it that's the golf ball it spins how we want it to spin it travels far like we want it to and they've literally made no modifications to it um but yeah the dimple pattern and what's going on on the inside affect how the ball travels and spins Interesting. see and people say we're not a science podcast Oh yeah, we're science all the way, baby. I'll get, science. I'll get into sports, sports science. science all fucking day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, once Can it turns Zach into Collins dunk over a thing with a uh, suit of armor on, we'll find out there's someone sports science. Sports <laughs> science point oh. Dude, I <laughs> I loved sports science. Like I loved it when oh, it was yeah. a little sports center uh, segment. I loved it when it got its own show. And I was like, yes, answer the stupid sports question I've been having forever. Yeah. Well, it was like, it's like the Mythbusters of sports. Yeah, but exactly. Way, like, some of these like, things that they're trying to figure out or like uh, myth bust, I'm just like, is that really, like, th- was anyone really asking this question? Because like, there was a Zach Collins episode, I remember now. Or like, oh, Zach Collins has a really high release point. How high does he actually release the ball? And they got two uh, two of the uh, like tallest and like uh, highest block of volleyball <laughs> players in the world. To block, uh, to go over and try to block his shot. I'm like, of course he's gonna fucking shoot over that. Yeah. he's seven foot tall. Yeah. <laughs> he has to shoot over seven footers daily. <laughs> Who could probably jump just as high? Yeah. So I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, there there were like a few episodes that I just felt like, eh, not necessary. Vox, on the other hand, has been doing some fun videos in the sports science genre. Like they did a video quite a while back, actually. Now of why you can't throw a fastball faster than I think it was 107 miles per hour and just explaining like literally the physical limitations of way like the muscles and tendons are in your arm you physically cannot even create a human that can it's gonna throw happen. this fast the world of Chapman just threw 103 and it was, was, it was the, the easiest uh, I think it's like 105 or something 106 yes. look it up well, I think Walter uh, Johnson threw it. So it was slower back then because the mound was closer. Yeah. So I think he threw it at like 100 miles an hour. But uh, in, to, in today, it would be... Yeah. What was yeah. Chapman? 105. Look up Walter Johnson fastball. Because I'm pretty sure like with today's, or with the adjustment for today, I think it was... 91 miles per hour. Yeah, which is not but also fast. well, also but at the time, it yeah. was I think the mound was twenty feet closer. Yeah, so today that would be equivalent to like one hundred five, one hundred six. Yeah, uh, but I, I think they did a video recently of like and that was the dead ball error too. What do you mean? Uh, they made the balls differently so that people couldn't hit it. Oh, <laughs> basically, was, yeah, there was this weird period in baseball. Yeah, baseball. If you is look such up a like story, if you history. look up the home run. Record for like the dead ball era. I think it was like ten in a season, maybe. <laughs> yeah, one thing moved to the live ball era, and it was basically a real fucking fun you, for once. Yeah, that's where you got like Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron just yeah. crushing home runs. But they did a video recently of the world record on the shot put. They talked to the current world record holder, 
and they went through like how is it you do this and that and train and this and that and do you think the record can be broken i said no no the literal physical limit is this distance mm-hmm. and they're like why and they broke down all the science of it and just being like we the the guy who built the world record he's so already perfectly built he was like explaining what a more perfect human being would need to be and that person just doesn't exist and maybe one day they'll exist it's me of us they have to have a certain height and weight and speed and obviously then do shot put uh (laughs) yeah everything's gotta be perfect and um (laughs) it's just so weird to think of like this is the peak we will not achieve any greater until we get a human being of these proportions and then dedicate their life to this one specific thing will we then break the record again um it just feels so weird because most sports aren't like that but um yeah baseball topping out at 105 and shot put being that specific distance don't worry Shohei Otani will uh, will throw a (laughs) 105.2 I mean Shohei I think his average fastball is probably about 99 and he I mean he easily gets over 99 he needs to throw out his arms that might be uh, yeah okay well I honestly it might fucking be for a fastball or just in general for a fast. Okay, I was gonna say, general, all his pitches. I don't know about that. Does he throw a curveball like a ninety-nine per hour curveball? Disgusting. Okay, yeah. So his average fastball is ninety-seven, so which makes fast. sense. Yeah. yeah, which is very fast. Um, there, it's it, honestly, it's not like he can't throw faster. It's it's a physical limitation thing. It's there's just a point where your your body but can't he, take mean, he, it anymore. He, he constantly well, also, throws over a hundred. So. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's also a point like what you said, like the physical limitations, and also like if he tried to throw harder, there's a point where injury is a huge thing. Yeah. And he he's already had what's that surgery called? Tommy, Tommy Johns. John. Yeah. Yeah. So he already had that early in his career. So I'm just like. I don't know. I don't know if he wants to throw any harder than he already is throwing. Yeah. I I know my my cousin's a pitcher who uh, he pitched uh, in high school and then pitched a little bit in junior college, and he was saying he went to go watch a friend play and his friend threw a pitch. There was kind of a a sound, a snap to it, and uh, yeah, apparently. He just uh, he totally just broke his arm. Mm-hmm. He 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 just threw so hard that he broke his fucking arm. And I was like, and, th- and that's the the physical limitation part, where it's just like the pitchers know at one point where they're like, no, nah, we're, we're I can't throw anymore. It, I'm super we're done. Impressed with pitchers, though, just, you know, just because like whenever I was doing my weekend job of p- uh, coaching slash refing little league type shit, I was just like throwing a baseball, see if I could throw hard, and then bro, my fingertips. Your fingertip, I mean, your whole arm, yeah, it'll just go numb because you're yeah. not you're not used to that. And I mean, you have to think these guys are when they're pitching, they're throwing starting pitchers, they're throwing over a hundred pitches yeah. if they're good. It's if they're not, crazy. they're throwing thirty and getting taken out in the first inning, like most of the Angels pitchers this year. But <laughs> we won't get into that. Uh, I think. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. We'll say that for another time. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll get into the homework yeah, for this week. We're running out of time here. Do you do you want to go first? I'll go first so okay. you can look up an album. Uh, <laughs> I am going to give you... Uh, it's kind of a country album. It's country mixed with some 
piano shit. Yeah. Uh, pianist. Well, Billy he's Joel. A, he's a great, kind of. <laughs> so the album is Texas Piano Man <laughs> by Robert Ellis. Okay. Uh, fantastic album. You'll love it because there's a song on there uh, called Topo Chico. It's Dude. It's not about Topo Chico. No, I'm just oh. It is uh, 100% about Topo It sounds like a Topo Chico ad, which yeah. it should be. Uh, there's like a secret innuendo yeah. on yeah. Topo Chico. Starts <laughs> off with a song called Fucking Crazy. Great song. Uh, yeah. But it's just a very solid album. He's a great songwriter. So. Sweet. Robert I'm Ellis, e- Texas Piano Man. I'm excited for it. Um, my homework for you. We're we're gonna finally step our toes in the rap game. All right. But instead of giving you a usual rap album like a little Uzi or a Future or Two Chains, we're gonna give you a little different. Unfortunately, um, this artist has passed away as of last year. MF Doom. We're gonna give you his mm Food album. It's an album that um has a couple bangers on it. Uh, MF Doom, Doom. Metal Fingers Doom, Metal Face Doom, uh, Motherfucker Doom. However, you MF can MF can stand for whatever he needs it to stand for. But it's one of those albums that needs to be listened to uh, in order, and it tells a wonderful uh, story, a story of um, literally. Doom, the the supervillains, kind of his rise to power and his fall, and it's just a fun, creative album. He takes uh, samples from um, the the uh, Spider Man and Justice League comics yeah. and everything, and clips of Doom and stuff, and it's just a really fun album. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, we're separatizing the rap game. All right. So we actually also have a uh, a listener recommendation. Okay. Uh, artist called Atmosphere rapper mm-hmm. uh, rappers. There's two of them in this rappers. My my brother said that we have to listen to them. He thinks they're up our alley. Okay. So, atmosphere, dude. I'm down. Are they similar to MKTO? <laughs> <laughs> Can we fire him? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think we we uh, I think the homework this week is really good. I get a country yeah. album, you get a rap album. I, I think it. I th- country. country well, it's in the country genre for sure, and he's mm-hmm. t- he's a country artist. Um, it's kind of dipping your toes a little more into country. Okay, I'm down for. It. I think I think I'm looking forward to this week. It's yeah. going to be a good one. We're all dipping our toes into something new. So take a That's shit. what she said. And then, and then whenever you uh, it drops, it's like when the water hits your asshole. Please, <laughs> can we please fire? Please. <laughs> no, this is the part where we do the bidet sponsorship. We're just like dude, fucking bidets. I'm sorry, dude. They're fantastic. I want one so badly. <laughs> do you want water shot right up your asshole? But we yeah. have the product for you. Exactly. Well. It depends if you like, uh, if you just said to the fucking hardest street possible, but it's apparently healthy. Okay, I'm sorry. That's yeah, it. it's better than wiping. Wiping, I'm just it's like, healthy, hey, please sponsor us. Yeah, no, but I don't like max uh, strength. No, That's, <laughs> I don't know. Try it. You will. You... Just imagine being a lonely person who can only afford one ply. Your ass is bleeding every day. <laughs> It's like, it's like that. I, I it's don't like care how poor scene. I am. I'm never buying one part. <laughs> was it Parks and Rec or The Office where it was? Um, 
Well, I can't remember the actor's name. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. Chris, like, I, I know keep, Chris Pratt. Chris yeah. Pratt. I keep wiping and wiping, wiping, wiping. wiping. It just yeah. won't. <laughs> but um, I think that's a great way to end it by yeah. talking about wiping and cleaning your asshole till yeah. it's bloody. Um, but uh, thank you for listening. Uh, tell us uh, how we did. Uh, please, we haven't gotten any of those clips saying that we suck yet. So please send those in. Uh, give us recommendations. Let us know what you're listening to. Also, hopefully, I know we lied last episode and no one can find our playlist so we're gonna try to figure that shit out this week we're and hopefully next week you'll be able to find it exactly um but we're you know follow us on socials and stuff you know where to find us um riffs on tap on twitter and instagram you know we're doing the twitter social instagram thing but thanks for listening if you made it this far uh send us a message send us the uh the scared emoji you know the one where you're doing the uh fucking scream emoji and then we know you listen to this part of the podcast um but thanks for listening y'all and i guess we'll see you next week Bye bye